Dozer, when you're done, bring the ship up to broadcast deck. We're going in. You have accessed the pirate signal. This is the Deliberative Podcast. Welcome to The Deliberative, your premier podcast all about Exalted, and the most banned and censored podcast about Exalted. And I am your host, Corey, and joining me today, as always, is Jim. How's it going, Corey? It is going, but without us once again is Charles. We are trying to get him back on here he's got some work schedule issues but uh hopefully he will be able to join us soon because next episode is his episode to pick the topic i'm sure he's working hard on that (laughs) but (laughs) no we want charles back and uh we hope that he's he gets back soon but uh man i gotta tell you last night i took my boys to a professional wrestling match is it professional yeah it was this okay. it's uh the the one that we went to is like a, it's like the B string professional wrestling. It's called Southern Honor. That'd be like the minor leagues. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like the minor leagues. Although I'll say, you know, the the quality. I guess they are professionals. They're professionals, and and the quality and um, you know, just production values and all that kind of stuff of this thing are really. I mean, other than the venue the everything else is like kind of on the level with like wwe uh the wrestling is very good uh some of it we did have a match last night where the guys apparently were really tired they spent a lot of time just rolling around on the mat like avoiding (laughs) each other they they even uh, got timed out and the match was called a draw because they you know just ran to the 15 minute mark without doing anything but uh it was like dang are these guys just like gonna ever get there get in there and fight each other but anyway uh I, but I, it, it was good but we picked the worst seats in the entire place so we were looking for a good we, we were there a little early so we could get you know close and we got right on the fence uh where the the wrestlers come down and go into the ring and so one of my boys to get there so they could high five the guys as they come by and they did but the problem was what we didn't see when we sat down was that two rows behind us were a giant bank of four speakers and we were right in front of them so it was like unbelievably loud um i I think i had like i don't know how many like dozens of uh, alerts on my watch that i was you know in a noisy environment and that my hearing was going to be gone forever but uh, (laughs) and it's oppressive man that that sound that you know this huge bass beats and everything like you feel it in your organs and it was like i i felt oppressed i mean like just like pushed down and squashed by this sound and uh, every time the music would die down like after an intro or something it was like euphoric the silence was literally euphoric as <laughs> as if you'd just taken like a, a hit of something you know it was like ooh, that feels so good just to have silence again but uh anyway so man that just wrecked me that uh, i i came home and just like went immediately to bed and it wasn't even all that late uh, because we left at the intermission, but man, that was, that was, I, I, I do not recommend sitting in front of the speaker. Uh, <laughs> they should have a warning on those seats, like, like for deaf people or people with like complete earmuffs only. But anyway, 
but yeah yeah so that's what we did last night that was that was pretty crazy but uh while we were there i i found a i found a story on uh, on a news site i passed to jim about uh how now like there's been this cover-up i don't know if you guys out there have heard about this but there's been like a, an attempt to cover up research that shows that eating ice cream is actually really really good for your heart and just <laughs> just good for your for your health in general and uh, all apparently like every time they do these researches about all this different stuff like the the group that ate ice cream every day like just keep it's supposedly like uh it prevents you from uh developing like diabetes and they just kept seeing this correlation with like eating ice cream and and not frozen yogurt by the way and not not some sort of like diet ice cream like straight up like full-bodied ice cream and they mm. keep seeing the correlation that that is like actually beneficial to uh, so it protects you from developing diabetes and it's good for your heart and it's like but they cover it up because this whole like thing out there about how eating anything that's like high in calories and all this and fats like that's bad for you or whatever but uh yeah can you believe it ice cream good for you well yeah fat fat is good for you <laughs> you know it is uh, you need we it. Came, we came out of the 80s where uh everything was low fat and the the sad thing was is you saw like all these really obese people with like a refrigerator full of low fat stuff and you're like i don't i don't think it's working yeah so, something's <laughs> wrong and yeah. like that was the exercise explosion too like during the 80s like oh we got to join a gym and blah 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 and it's like we we're bigger than we've ever been what the heck is going on and uh yeah makes me yeah. think that the whole thing was a big money making scheme well that's the way these <laughs> things usually are right i mean that's clearly the case with like uh the, the climate alarmism and all that kind of stuff i mean uh, you know, you're destroying the climate by mining certain batteries and everything. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's like it's all a game to get government subsidies and all this other kind of stuff. And the people who say they're so they're that they're so like worried about uh, sea levels rising are like literally buying ten million dollar uh, villas like right on the beach in like the Maldives, which everybody says yeah. is going to be like completely underwater in 50 years. It's like, but this person who's claiming that just bought a $10 million mansion right on the shore. <laughs> it's like, I'm yeah. willing to take that off your hands since there's only about 12 more years of use. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's going to go down. Like, yeah, that's just it should be fire sale. Right. Let me have that. But I, um, I read an article that, um, the mining of like lithium and all that is actually worse on the environment than using, yeah. uh, the gasoline and stuff yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. we're doing worse we're doing worse I, yeah but anyway so and now they're turning that same attention to our poor old ice cream and uh anyway i guess you know the the old like my the way that i do things just like eat whatever the heck you want <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think i read an article one time that said uh like you could uh you could like cut all these corners and do all this stuff and maybe maybe you add like two or three years to your life or you could just eat cake yeah like eat yeah. cake and enjoy it <laughs> yeah i mean there's we, we i work with a lady who uh i mean she's like in her mid to late 70s and she's like ultra obese and and you would think and she, every decision she makes is a bad one like from a health 
conscious perspective or whatever but like she, she's already lived like 20 years longer than my dad you know <laughs> it's like you know it just it's stuff like that it's like you know yeah all this stuff is going to help you live longer but then there's these people who are living a long time who are just making every wrong decision and people who make better decisions they die early so you know what 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 was the it wisdom that, of man is pretty stupid uh dennis larry said that's fine because those are the years at the end like, yeah, you those? can have those years. Yeah. Who wants an extra five years as like a 90 something year old? You know, it's like those the... are the wheelchair kidney dialysis years. Yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, this is welcome to the podcast all about Exalted. We're talking about ice cream this morning. Well, the reason why I guess we're talking about ice cream and climate change and all of that kind of stuff is because there's not really any Exalted news to go around this week we've had some barely moving kind of things with stuff on the um the, the monday meeting notes we, we see a couple of books just sort of sitting in various places i don't think we've even seen anything worth discussing in terms of it moving around but i mean we are slowly getting closer to uh across the eight directions and um, crucible of legends so looking forward to those whenever they do finally come out but since we don't have really any exalted news uh to share maybe we can uh, give you a little bit of our own news you may have seen if you if you never unsubscribed from the old wild shape feed on apple podcasts i have reactivated the wild shape feed and for those of you who maybe have only joined us in the last year or so and haven't gone back and heard any of our older episodes. Wild Shape was an attempt that we made to do uh, actual play podcasts. We tried to do our own story and uh, record all of that. And, and you know, I, I like what we did. I think that it was, like, pretty good. We ran into some difficulties with our second big story that just kind of, like... It, it was coinciding sort of with the wind down of the first season of the deliberative. And so we ended up just kind of abandoning the project at that point. But, uh, but a lot of people have asked for those original recordings. And so they are now back on the wild shape feed. It's got a new mid journey created cover, which I think looks pretty cool. And <laughs> we do have, I, I, I mean, I have some hopeful plans for the wild shape feed and we have talked since we came back with the second breath season of the deliberative we've kind of thrown around a couple of times this idea of maybe taking one of one or more of our play by post games and recording them as if they are like a a, a radio drama or something like that and yeah that was even... something we talked about um on what was it the first episode of the second breath or yeah. episode zero yeah. one so of talk those about two? the possibility of it yeah yeah and and I mean, I think that it would work. We did we did some tests, uh, you know, back eight months ago or so, uh, where we're just kind of playing around with how we would get everyone's audio in, and how big of a deal it would be to edit it. Because I'll tell you, when I was editing Wild Shape the first time, I was just Jim and I were just talking about this before we started recording this morning. Like it, it was such a nightmare. It was so horrible. It took like I don't know how many like dozens of hours to work through that thing just because of the way it was all recorded. So I have, I am like totally gun shy when it comes to trying to do anything like an actual play. Uh, but we, you know, with the, with the play by post that we have, we have everything already 
set up like the story's already there we just need to get the voices of the different characters in place uh for the story i think it would actually be a really cool thing i don't see anybody else really doing this and uh and so i think that it would be a neat way to get some exalted stories out there which we just need to do it where i am not spending my like entire saturday every week you know doing (laughs) stupid editing because i i just really do not enjoy that so uh anyway so if we could find a good way to do it that will not that will not make my life miserable i would like to do it. you know I'd like well, put, at you, least you put, are, pl- like, you're planning on doing it like scene by scene right it's yeah, not scene be by one scene, not big the whole massive thing. yeah no well that file. would that would be like 20 hours or something yeah. yeah yeah so yeah we'll do it scene by scene but even scene by scene is gonna be uh it's it's that's those are gonna be some long scenes i think when i took all the text of our first scene and put it into like a script type format it was five, six, seven pages, something like that. So, I mean, it's, wow. you know, I, I imagine it would be like a 25 minute, 30 minute episode. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of audio there and figuring out, you know, if I have people send me their audio of them, like uh, reading their, their in character lines, uh, if it's like, if it comes out of nowhere, you know, somebody's line is something like, but wait, we were supposed to go this way. And like, without the context of like all the rest of what's going on, I'm wondering if that line's going to come across weird. Like, you know, somebody just reads it like, but wait, we have to go this way, you know? No, I and think, it, I think a way to avoid that would be to write out the entire scene in a script format. Yeah. And, just and then have them read along in their head and, and do it almost like a, um, do it like a screenplay where it's yeah. like excitedly says or angrily says, you know, give it some kind of context. That way it's not just words on paper. We're having a little bit of direction. I think yeah. it would I work. I mean, we could just, we can give it a shot. We can give it a try and then um, see how long it takes to develop that. But then put out at least one episode and be like, oh, here, here's this. You know, what do you guys think about it? But um, <laughs> anyway, so that is something that... This one uh, will get said. done, but yeah depending on how how painful the process is will yeah. will determine whether it happens again <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah so and i think those stories are cool like our uh you know we're finishing up our uh coming of age story on our play-by-post website about a, a boy who he becomes a solar and there's there's a whole there's a whole group of of people on this like walkabout journey he's taken and uh, there's there's NPCs in the group as well as other player characters, a couple of lunars, a couple of solars. And uh, anyway, it's just kind of like a romping adventure through the East. I think that that would be, that would be pretty good to uh, put up like this. So we'll just see how that goes. We do have, a, <laughs> we've got the issue with a character there where the character started out as one player and then changed to a different player playing the character halfway through. So the question of who does his voice is going to be, interesting but um i say we anyway. let the, cur- the current player if he wants it do if all he wants it. it yeah yeah he may not want it though so we'll we'll just have to see but uh yeah so that's that's kind of what we're doing there you can go ahead and get that wherever you get your podcast it should be up on just about uh every place now just look for wild shape and remember wild is spelled with a y w-y-l-d wild shape and you should be able to look back at our original, I, I put them up as the OG episode one, part one, and OG episode one, part two, and then the three character introductions. We had some more character introductions that were supposed to be 
uh, leading into our second big story, but I didn't put those up because we never got the second big story actually edited and put online. So just left those out, left only the, the three characters that were present in the first episode. So go check that out. But as we told you guys last episode, we're going to try something a little different in the way that we do our topics for discussion here. Uh, usually we would like, you know, just, we write out a whole bunch of topics and the three of us, uh, me, Jim and Charles, we, we kind of decide on which ones might be good. And then, uh, you know, I, I'll write up the show notes and then we'll talk about it. But, uh, we decided we would be a little bit more democratic with that and let each of us come up with something that we wanted to talk about. And so this week is, <laughs> it's Charles's week. Go ahead. Tell, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> this week is Jim's week. And so I'll let him go ahead and tell us about what we're going to be discussing today. So Corey, um, we've covered this subject uh, in the past and it's the subject of martial arts. And mm. we've, we've done a, a show on why martial arts is cool and, 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 and why you would want to kind of look, take a look at martial arts. Well, right now, now this topic has sprung up again in my vision. It's, it's gotten personal, uh, mm -hmm. because I'm creating a new character for a new story that we're doing. Um, yep. and my son is also decided to start playing in the, in the story and he's never made like an exalted character from scratch. So okay. when I'm looking at this, okay, so he wants to be like this stealthy kind of, uh, guy that fights with, I believe like short swords or short diaclaves. I don't know what he's kind of settled on, but the question comes up to achieve what he wants to do, the style of character he wants to play. Do we go into the martial arts route or do we go to the melee charm route or do we go um, choose a weapon and then let's just fill that thing full of evocations along with some melee charms or whatever. So right. I didn't have a good answer for this. Like, like right off the bat, like what, what's the best route to go? Um, do you go this way? Do you go this way? So I started diving into some martial arts and like some of them are, are really good, but they're, they don't always fit what you're looking for. I mean, you read mm -hmm. them and they're like, you're like, this is cool. This is really good, but this isn't me. This isn't my character. So right. I wanted to just talk about like some of the differences between uh, martial arts versus melee or brawl charm trees versus um an artifact with evocations so right. what yeah. are what are what are some of your uh thoughts on on this well i mean yeah i i think it's i think it's a good question and i think it is something that people do uh think about a lot as they're putting together a character and they're i mean martial arts are a, like a staple part of like Asian fantasy and um, you know, th just this whole like exalted in general is known for having all of these really cool martial arts and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, it is definitely something that you want to consider 
uh, I think that some of the biggest considerations are going to be stylistic, of course. Like, w- like how do you want your character to be perceived? Because there's a really big difference between somebody who's really good at fighting with their fists, like a Rocky or something, and someone who is, uh, you know, who, who's, who's got this sort of alien-looking, interesting fighting style, like a Jet Li, you know. So Rocky versus Jet Li it may be more of an even fight than you, than you imagine, but, but there, it's like, which one do you want to look like? You know, I think about like the fighting game Tekken, you know, Tekken has like the boxer character and it also has like the big bruiser characters who are just like, you know, they're just throwing big punches. And then it's got like the, uh, it's got the very martial arts focused characters with all their neat forms and that kind of stuff. And so who you choose as a fighter in a game like that really comes down to like, you know, what do you like to see? What are you, what are your interests? What, what, what styles do you think look cool? And for me, like I was always the guy when I was playing Tekken, even though he was like the hardest one to play, I think his name was like Lou something or other. He was a police officer. And I think they even modeled him after Jackie Chan in uh, like the police story movies, but he was a, he was a Kung Fu uh, fighter and he had like eight different forms that you could get in like tiger form and crane form and dragon form, horse form. Like he could get into all these different forms. And when you were in those forms, you could do all these cool moves and stuff and even though that was like the hardest character to remember all of the moves and the button combinations i loved it because i just liked the style of it so um you know somebody playing one of the other characters could spam crush me like immediately just by button mashing but like but i still enjoyed playing that type of character so i think that that's going to be like probably the biggest determining factor here is like what do you what like how do you want this to look how do you want your character to to perform stylistically and then there's also there's a lot of cultural things that are wrapped up in martial arts as well you know there there are dojos senseis you know like all of that that like kung fu movie like how you learn martial arts and the politics of it and the you know like the brotherhood of those who are in the same dojo and the 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 sort of like fights you can get into with students of another dojo over the honor of your sifu or your sensei or whatever you know like so that all comes as a part of it too so mechanically there are a lot of things going on that will i'm sure we're definitely going to be talking about here in a moment but just from the from the outset the stylistic differences and the cultural differences and things like that i think are going to be the biggest initial determining factor when you're creating a character because if you don't want to do the dojo thing and the sensei thing and the, you know, you like, then you really shouldn't be looking at martial arts because if you're, if you're just looking at it as like, well, I'm looking for a certain effect. Well, you can, you can get an effect in a lot of different ways. You can design, like you said, design an evocation for an artifact that will just do exactly what you want yeah. or, you know, look through a lot of those brawl and, and melee charm trees and you're going to find stuff. So I mean, that's so, what I think. What, how are you, what are you thinking about it? So, you're looking uh, at all that? one thing, like me and my son, we've been watching a lot of like anime lately and, uh, watching Demon Slayer and watching, uh, Tanjiro go through, oh, yeah. all, you know, like how he's got the water form and yeah. the fire form. And then he like blends the two styles together. Spoiler and alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? 
If you haven't watched it, maybe that'll prod you to go watch it. Th- that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it is awesome. It's really. But stinking I was awesome. like, yeah. in Exalted, you there's there are rules for changing between certain martial art forms. Like you can go from one form into the other form as long as you know uh, you're you're not you're meeting all the requirements. Like right, you can't go from a, a form that only uses diclaves into a form that is only unarmed but if you could you have some forms with some over uh a little bit of overlap like there's one form that's unarmed and then there's another form that's unarmed or you know with a spear well if you're right. unarmed then you you can switch in and out of those two different styles and there's some hefty advantages to doing that but right. there it comes at a big cost too because once you take another martial arts style, you basically have to buy all the dots again uh, in right. martial arts, yeah. like for that style. Right. Like it's not just because you're crane style martial arts five now tiger style. You don't automatically start at martial arts five for tiger. Right. You gotta you gotta build up because it, yeah. So it's definitely expensive to get into for sure, for sure. Um. I guess maybe you could spend enough to start. I don't know. Could you start with two? You'd be very, very limited. Yeah. But but you could. could. You could. Something I've never tried because. Maybe not two at five. I mean, that would, that would put a lot of, that would be a lot of your starting character resources. Like if you had, if you had two martial arts styles, like all the way at five dots. Maybe um, one at five and one at two and build it up or something like that. Or one at four and one at three. Yeah. You know. Because then you're only spending one bonus point to get it to four, and uh, yeah, I mean you could do that. But I've never got to actually... the, I've never got to that point because every time that I make a character and I'm like, all right, here we go, we're going martial arts, and like um, the latest example, uh, which I guess we could I, I call it latest because you brought uh, Wild Shape back, the uh-huh. the character Riley fights uh-huh. with the Devil Caster. Well, right. when I created that character, I was like, Righteous Devil Style. I am like building a character for Righteous Devil Style because it's awesome. But then right. as I start reading, I'm like, oh, I can't even start with the form. And that was like the coolest thing I wanted, you know, yeah, because it's, it's Essence, essence too. too. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, well, let's let's go down the archery charm tree. Uh, and I found a lot of stuff and and the evocations of the devil caster I took did right. a lot of the stuff I wanted to do too and then I just ended up abandoning martial arts again right uh, so I've never even explored the idea of starting with two styles because I've never made a character with one style so right. <laughs> that's yeah. one of the things there and and talking about the uh, the forms that's usually like, I guess I would call it the capstone of the martial art when you're starting um, yeah. as a starting character. Because on the average, except for Righteous Devil style and uh, I think, what would you say earlier? Was it, crane? Was it, crane style? Yeah, Crane, well, crane style. Has those a, are Essence uh, 2 essence forms. Essence 2 forms. So yeah. you're not starting with them. But for the most part, you get two charms, maybe three, plus the form, the form, which is also a, it's a charm. Right. But talk a little bit about the forms. Like what what is what sets that apart? Like what's cool about the form that's well, different the, than the other charms in the martial yeah, arts? Yeah, 
I mean, the form, the form charms are definitely very cool. And as, as we're talking about, you know, brawl tree, melee tree, uh, evocations for an artifact and then martial arts is all being like these different ways of like using, uh, different, different kinds of charms for combat. The martial arts form charms are really what sets martial arts apart from all of those other options because you have this, uh, you know, kind of scene length uh, cluster of benefits that you get for being in that form. Uh, but then, of course, all the form charms are of the simple type, which means it normally takes a whole round to get into that form, except each one of the form charms also has a special activation rule where you can enter that form reflexively if certain conditions are met. And so if you just uh, kind of finagle it in such a way that you meet those conditions, you can just go ahead and enter that uh, form reflexively without having to waste the whole combat turn getting into the form. Of course, uh, what we've seen before uh, is are people getting into the form before the fight starts. Uh, we've seen that several times in one of the games that we're running right now that ha uh, it's a dragon blooded game. <laughs> yeah. And we, we see people getting into that form before the fight starts. And that's definitely the way to go. If you don't want to, you know, try to trip yeah, the, it it's kind of like activation. it's kind of like um you know you're exploring this uh this tomb and you're looking for evidence and then somebody from behind you says hey what are you doing here it's like uh i go in the form you know i go i go <laughs> yeah. into great style well you know whatever. what's interesting yeah you know, it's there there's there's some really big kind of differences between uh, a game like exalted and a game like D D. in D D, if you were exploring someplace uh, you would like round a corner and there would just be like monsters there to fight and the monsters right. are just immediately fighting uh, what's what's interesting about exalted is a lot of the a lot of the quote enemies are people and people don't often just immediately attack like there is there's usually like a there's like a ramping up period, you know, where you're like, you're like, are you, you looking at me? You know, or you beefing? Yeah. Or like, you know, like there's, there's like this, there's this period where it looks like we're about to fight, you know, and it's during those moments that folks will like, you know, they'll, they'll throw out like a threatening statement and then right. they like get into the form. They're like, if you're going to do this, then bring it on. And yeah, it kind of uh, reminds me of demon slayer when like they're talking to the demons, you know, right. and they're having a conversation and it's like, are they like secretly powering up and like getting ready yeah. to, you know, like it's like the build yeah. up to the fight, you know? And yeah. I, that's how I pictured it in, in Exalted. Yeah. That, so that happens, that happens a lot. So I, I think that if you, you know, if you're thinking about form charms, like, well, well I have to waste the whole combat round. Not usually is the answer. I think, uh, because you're going to find a way to either use that special activation rule or you're going to charge it up before the fight starts in, in a lot of cases, that's going to be, that's gonna be the case. But, um, but yeah, so I mean uh, that that so that's sort of interesting about the whole martial arts thing. But you know, you mentioned something that I think I want to come back to for just a second. Okay. Because I think that there, I, I was I was meditating on this this morning, and I think I have an I think I have what might be an answer to this. So you you're you're talking about how if you're an essence one character, yes, and you decide to go into martial arts, you have only like three or four charm choices that you're gonna be able to get. Uh, you're going to be able to get to the two or three charms before the form and then the form. Typically, that's what you're going to get. And when you look at like the brawl tree or the melee tree, 
there are so many more charms for you to pick there. Uh, you know, at Essence 1, you've got 20 choices or 35 choices or something like that, you know. So you have all of these different avenues that you can take your combat if you're looking in the brawl or the, or the melee. But if you're deciding on a particular martial arts style, you've got like two or three charms. And that that is a weird feeling because you kind of want to go deep into something like that. And if you're a dragon blood, you know, if you're a dragon blood and you start at essence two, like they do, and you're looking at some of these styles, you have a lot more choices. Cause you can, you can go up to essence right. two charms. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. But if you're like a solar or whatever, and you're, and you don't have martial arts as a supernal, you know, you're looking at like two or three charms. And I was thinking, why, why is that? Like, like it didn't used to seem like such a, it didn't used to seem like such a, uh, a straight jacket, you know, and I think that what's changed is that in second edition, you only got eight charms at character creation. And okay. if you only, if, if you put four of those charm choices into martial arts, fully half of your starting charms were martial arts charms. And then the other four were things like, well, I want to make sure I get, you know, this ability to sneak and I want to make sure I get this ability to talk, you know, to like uh, influence people or whatever, you know. And so yeah. you rounded out your charm choices with just a few other things. And it felt like, man, I am, I am a tiger style martial artist. Look, at, I, I mean, half my charms are tiger style. Well, what happened in third edition was you got, you went from eight to 15, starting charms so doubled the number of starting charms and the number of charms in the brawl tree and the melee trees in third edition expanded to meet this new like plethora of charm choices that you have and the martial arts did not expand they didn't go from having you know 10 charms in a martial arts charm tree to 20 or 15 to 30 it went, it stayed at like about the same number of charms in the martial arts as there was in previous editions. Hmm, and so now when you have such a huge number of charm choices, it, it feels like I'm not, it feels like I'm just dipping a toe into tiger style to get like three charms, you know, whereas I could go deep into melee and get all kinds of stuff. And so I think that that's really the. That's really a difference. I don't know if they intentionally did that or if that was just kind of unintentional. You know, they were thinking about previous editions, charms, mm -hmm. uh, previous editions, martial arts, and just being like, well, let's make something that's kind of the same as this. And then, you know, didn't realize the impact that was going to have for a starting character only being able to put two or three of their charm, two or three of their 15 charm choices into their primary means of fighting, you know? So uh, I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. But what it has done is it has really made martial arts a, a high essence man's game. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's not so much for novices anymore. Now it, this is like something maybe you aspire to as your character goes up in essence, you know, over the course of a game that you're like, well, I can, I can hit some of these really big highs with, with my martial arts as I go. But I mean, I don't know. I know from experience uh, building a martial artist that you can find a lot of you can find a lot of charms outside of the martial arts that you've chosen to kind of supplement those. Like in the brawl tree, there are uh, there are charms that can be used either for brawl or for martial arts. 
the like i think especially like in uh dragon blood charm set um like the the brawl excellency can also be used for martial arts but then at uh at brawl three there's another charm that allows you to boost up your defense and it specifically says it can be used for either brawl or martial arts things and so you know there are charms that are scattered through there that you can get that will uh that will sort of like enhance or supplement your martial arts style from the main brawl tree so be thinking about that too don't think about like if i'm gonna fight with this martial art it's i'm i'm like the only combat charms i'm gonna take are these like three or four martial arts charms you can also dip into the brawl tree to get a few more things or if the martial art is uh weapon based you could dip into the melee tree to maybe get some of those things that can supplement so you're you're essentially making a frankenstein of brawl or melee charms and your martial arts charms at the same time hmm hmm so you said something about dragon blood it, it it brings the question to my mind and we've been kind of talking about this a little bit um but like essence is is kind of a cap for mm-hmm. the uh the starting celestial exalts but right. dragon bloods get the advantage of going essence too which right. kind of like balances them a little bit so that they're they're kind of i mean of course they're they're nowhere in the same category a one-on-one fight with a solar or a, a lunar they yeah. they should easily handle the dragon blood but starting them at essence too uh does kind of um does kind of equal them a little bit or gets them on a, a more level playing field let's say it that way right so yeah. but there is a big huge advantage to having that essence too because it unlocks a lot of stuff that are typically behind that essence uh door i want to say um Mm -hmm. so because i mean we've never we've never went up in essence in a game i mean we're close now this is the first time we've been close to doing it uh, but we've never stuck with characters long enough. Usually we do a story, it's kind of short, and then we're, we we want to do a different story. Or like a new splat book comes out. Like, oh, right. uh, Dragon Blood's just dropped. Let's make Dragon Blood characters. And it's like, well, you know, my, my solar that I really liked was getting close to, you know, getting up there. Right. And I, I had all these plans to unlock all these other charms and stuff or things like that that I... I can't start with, but okay, well, let's play this. So is there, is there a, a difference? Do you see a difference in martial arts styles starting with different exalts, like a solar versus oh, yeah. a dragger, a dragon blood or a dragger <laughs> solar, <laughs> solar versus a dragon blood or uh lunars. And now of, I, I definitely have to, um, yield to your expertise on this we got the siderials because right i refuse to read all of the book because oh, come on. silent protests <laughs> because i'm a lunar uh maybe when i'm not playing my lunar i will pick up the siderials book yeah. um but uh siderials just take it into a whole nother realm i mean right. even in the core they're like solars are like this lunars are like this dragon bloods are like this and they kind of like put a like a uh, what do you call it? Like a placeholder. Siderials, we don't know how they're going to wreck the game yet because you know we're t- we they talk about terrestrial and and this was a change that happened in um, in third edition. Uh, 
anybody can take any martial arts style. Used to, you had right. limited, like, these are celestial styles, these are terrestrial yeah. styles. Now, and then they had sidereal styles, yeah. Yeah, now everything's open, but they have these keywords that says, right. if you're a solar, which is the word mastery, or, you know, you yeah. get this. If you're mm-hmm. a lunar, uh, which lunar actually they don't apply it's just they don't take the advantages of mastery or yeah, the disadvantages they, of terrestrial right but right if you're dragon blood it's like well you can only activate this charm once per scene unless you you know do this do this and do three levels of def- decisive damage then it, yeah. you can you can use it again so with all that in mind do, do you see um a, a certain exalt type that's more tailored to martial arts or is it just but even across the board what do you see yeah i mean when any any solar base and that includes you know solars abyssals and uh infernals any any solar type uh character is going to get access to those like awesome mastery effects which is uh which really are i mean they they're like bananas good yeah when you see those mastery effects um and so i I mean a solar who is a you know we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started recording a dawn the dawn cast solar is the only one that can take martial arts as a supernal ability and so for the dawn cast and i don't know how that's going to work out for abyssals and infernals are they going to have something similar to the supernal thing but if you can ignore the essence requirements then the dawn cast solar who has martial arts as a supernal ability can go really deep into a martial arts style right from character creation and be able to have access to some of those very powerful effects and then of course being a solar they have access to the mastery keyword so they're going to be able to juice those up even more so a Mm. dawn cast solar with martial arts as a supernal is the king of martial arts as a starting character Um, yeah yeah definitely and they should be because that's what they're designed to be you know they're the most powerful exalt type you know and they're they're the combat monsters of the most powerful exalt type so they ought to be the ones who regardless of what they choose melee brawl or martial arts they they should be have the ability to just wreck everybody and they do um other than that though yeah the the dragon bloods are are awesome at character creation because of the two the two essence you can go a little bit deeper uh you can get you know five or six charms for the martial arts and now you are looking at like you know almost half of your your starting charm choices and so you can feel a lot more like that martial art is a big part of your character and it sort of makes sense with with dragon bloods because they are the ones who have more access to uh sort of like the 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 cultural apparatus of dojos and training and they have the they have the benefit of being able to have been trained for a long time with the money and time necessary put into it whereas like you know solars uh, you know the solar exaltations only came back over the last five years and they're always on the run from the wild hunt they don't have the, the the kind of time to put into learning this unless they have like this supernatural ability to just click with it like the dawn casts do right um but then like you know lunars i mean the thing is like something like a lunar it depends on where you want to start your game because yeah they're the character creation rules kind of assume you're going to start at essence one but then at the same time lunar exaltations were not hidden away 
in the jade prison like the solars were right. uh, they have been around for a while you could have a lunars games where everybody starts at essence three you know and just use those rules for advanced starting characters yeah give and me it, that give me that storyteller's phone number <laughs> you, you fight so hard about you in every game we've ever played like yeah. even when we played earth dawn i was like hey can we just start at circle four and you're like no yeah. no, no, no you, no, you missed so much it. it's like i, I, wa- I don't want to earn it well so you know. basically what i was doing was i was like i was like I was geared to play Exalted from the yeah. from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, you were you that power gamer. Yeah, I, I want to have all the stuff right at the beginning. I want yeah, all but, the but stuff. even now, you you want more essence. You yeah, can't even stop. now. Even in it's second edition, your character in second edition, you started with three essence because back then you could actually buy it up at character creation, and you started with three essence. Well, you see all these cool <laughs> these cool heroes. You see all these cool heroes in like these anime stories. Yeah. And you're like, like, man, I want that power level. Like, yeah. one punch, man. You know, I yeah. want to just be able to hit somebody with one punch and it's over. You know? Yeah. And then I do think I do think we came up with a pretty good uh a pretty good system. Here recently we made a change to the way we do our play by post where like if we come up if we make a new story, you can start your character can start that story. Like if you're making a brand new character, your character can start that story with as much XP as you have earned at, uh, for your highest XP character that you've played before. So there's no, (laughs) yeah, there's no penalty for making a new character for a new story because you're going to be able to inherit all of that XP level from your other character. So it's kind of like our own little uh, Pathfinder Society kind of thing where each... Kind of. Well, except it's shared across characters. But yeah. Yeah. You, it's like... By, it's you, the exalted you put the time version in, of it. <laughs> yeah. You put the time in, you'll, you'll get the benefit of uh, of having that. So yeah, that that's a new way we're thinking about doing it. Because we want to have different stories that take place in different parts of the world and not just follow the same characters forever. But at the but same time, we want to be able to... start over every single yeah, time. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But then we also want to come back and visit the previous characters too. So the way we're going to do that is like, uh, if if your new character earned another fifty or something experience, if we come back and do another story with with a previous character, you can go ahead and elevate them up to that same level. So essentially, all your characters and, across the board have the and same that explains, normal XP. That explains that that character wasn't just he sitting, wasn't sitting idle. On his butt. Yeah. yeah, he was doing stuff. And you could like right. write that into the new background story yeah. prior to the next game. And man, yeah. that's just I'm yeah. glad that's, that's I convinced what... you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's necessary the way we play. And so I think that uh, I think that, that was a good idea. But then, yeah, that lets you get a little bit more into it. But uh but yeah, back to this idea of like as a starting character, if you're if you're a lunar, if if you're not gonna start at like an ss2 or ss3 like you've been around a while you're limited to those same few choices uh and the siderials even though they have this amazing enlightened keyword that allows them to you know have access to even more amazing abilities in their supernal martial arts uh, which by the way the supernal martial arts still cannot be taught to anybody like less than a solar or sidereal or solar adjacent, you know, like infernals or abyssals. So you lunars said can't supern- learn them. You said supernal martial arts. Oh, sorry. Su- uh, sidereal okay. martial arts. I, I thought yeah. you meant sidereal martial. Yeah, arts. sidereal martial. So yeah, the sidereal martial arts uh, are still in like a category by themselves, like they were in second edition. 
and you know, and that's that's necessary because of what they are. And oh gosh, they're they're so cool. I've been reading some of those this week from the uh, the Siderials manuscript, and it's like. I want to play that so bad. There's so many awesome things there, but even then, Siderials, you know, they they start at Essence One also, and so you've got to deal with all of this same sort of stuff. But if you want to go, yeah, I mean, oh, you I do have the say, option to start them out higher because they've been around. Uh, sure, yeah, some have but been the, around for a while, but yeah, there's only a hundred of them. So there's only a hundred, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think you know what they've done in third edition though with these keywords, the terrestrial keyword and then the mastery keyword and then the enlightenment keyword is they have really given like an awesome sort of like power scale to this thing that really does yeah. work. It really works. And you know, like you said, the lunar just being kind of like your your uh, run of the mill celestial doesn't doesn't have to deal with any of those keywords. They just get the base you yeah. know how the how the martial art was. they written. don't get the bonuses but they also don't get the penalties they don't get the penalties yeah I, and i think that that is a it's a beautiful system uh yeah it was it was ingenious it's very yeah it's very ingenious it, it makes it what it does is it makes them feel like they're at different power levels now there's no real way to balance any of this stuff uh because you know <laughs> the exalted mechanics are so swingy yeah, um, I mean we've had the we've had the guy who rolled five dice get eight successes, and the guy who rolled sixteen dice get two successes. So like, yeah, that happens. I mean that has happened multiple multiple times, and so um, you know it's kind of hard to say anything's really balanced when the when the system is that swinging. A lot of, but a lot it, of RNG. Yeah, but <laughs> it feels it feels appropriately power leveled, but with the way that they have this. But you know one special thing that the Dragon Bloods have that uh, is very interesting uh in, in terms of all of this these limiting uh keywords that can that typically limit terrestrial power a certain way is that the dragon bloods have developed the five uh styles of the immaculate dragon so you have like you know earth dragon style air dragon style fire dragon style wood dragon style um and water dragon style so like the, the five drag like immaculate dragon styles none of them have the terrestrial keyword anywhere in their charm set so they are like perfectly developed for dragon bloods to be you know like kind of all that they can be like really right. digging into their essence using those aura effects of their elemental aspect and uh, they are very very cool and since dragon bloods typically typically the, the the standard starting essence is two you can get a bunch of those charms from those different styles and it really feels thematic uh like my my character in one of the games we're running right now is a he's he's wood dragon style and he is like all in on the wood dragon stuff and even though that's probably the weakest like less least flashy of the five styles it feels really cool like the the kinds of things you do as wood dragon you know it's all about like pressure points and healing and and uh disrupting someone's essence you know putting a spike in their in the heart of their essence to mark them and to cause them pain i mean like there there's some really interesting things that you can do there and it really feels very very different than just simply going the brawl route you mm. know yeah so uh especially as a dragon blood if you're you know if, if you have any desire to be like an immaculate and you're thinking about those styles i mean it's it's very it's very very thematic i mean and, and of course you know, think about it, like the bald shaved head 
the monk's robes and then these awesome elemental styles that you know remind you a lot of something like avatar the last airbender or even yeah, i'm reminded often of of, of like you were talking about uh, demon slayer yeah. with him with like the water breathing and the fire breathing and all that kind of stuff uh you really feel that you feel that thematic difference and uh and it just it feels good i mm. i i think that that is if you it definitely if you're going dragon blood like because you get that essence too really look hard at all the styles not just the immaculate dragon styles but look really look hard at martial arts because you're going to find ways to do some interesting interesting things there and we're, we're constantly getting more martial arts styles and we have quite a few now to choose from we're going to have like way more once the sidereal companion book comes out uh we're we're gonna have like i don't know three dozen martial arts styles at that point wow uh to pick from so uh you know you're you're gonna if you're gonna you're gonna be able to like fine-tune your character to be just exactly what you want but you know one thing that i was thinking about when you're when you're going back to all this even back at the beginning of our discussion and uh you're, you're like okay so i've got this weapon and i'm looking at this martial arts style to see if this is something that i would like or you know uh there when you're shopping for martial arts i think you can get into a similar kind of problem that you get into when trying to use an ai art program to make your character's uh image <laughs> here <right>? we go <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> there there are like a couple of different ways of using ai art to make a character image for yourself like if you want a character portrait you can you could do what I call the wrong way where you have already decided in your mind, uh, exactly what you want your character to look like down to like the exact, uh, uh, you know, tattoo that he has on the left on his left cheek or something you know like you've got every like he's he's got his hair it's a ponytail on the left side that's four inches long and he wears the colors green red and black in that order you know like uh undulating across it if you have like all of this ridiculous detail about your character and what they look like and then you go to an ai art program like like mid-journey to try to get it to make an image of that character, you are going to be infinitely frustrated because you you actually <laughs> learn the definition of chimera when yeah. like this monstrosity comes out yeah. with you, four faces. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna try to describe this thing to it, and it's just gonna start mixing up the details, and and you're just gonna be like, why can't you get this right? Well, I mean, it's just that's not the way it works, right? The right way to get a, a picture of your character from mid journey or something is to throw out some general ideas and let mid journey decide what your character looks like. And then you adapt your character's description to what mid journey created. Just pick the one and of the boom. four that you like the best or do, or run it a hundred times. Who cares? I, but just like you, you, you let it come up with cool details because it will it'll come up with all kinds of cool details that you never thought of and yeah. then you take you take what it gave and you're like this is my character and once you have it once it's made something it can make uh, like it can continue to make like that face and that you know that dress like you just you provide it as like the input image back right. into it you'll get a lot of things that look similar so if you want to have that character in an action scene you can keep feeding it back in there and get it and then you have all of this amazing art for your character it's like man look at all this this is so yeah. cool but you kind of had to let it decide on some of that stuff yeah, you can guide if, it a little if bit mid, if mid journey throws like a scar across like the, the left side of like your character's face right and you're like 
oh, I love the way this character looks. But then you're like, that's you see that scar, and you're like, huh. And you, it gives you some like creative juices. Like, how did yeah. he get that scar? And then you write a whole backstory about yeah. you know something that happened that caused this, you know, caused this to, to manifest or you know him to receive this scar on his face. And right. it just it gets you thinking in different directions. Yeah, so it's, it's I, just I find that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, and so it's all about like w- at what part of the process do you bring that in? right? Do you bring it in at the end of the process after you've already decided everything? Or do you bring it in early in the process and kind of let it guide some of the decisions? Well, it's the exact same thing with martial arts. If you have, if you have created the character and you've got the exact image in your mind of, of how they're going to fight and all this kind of stuff, uh, like my daughter, Hannah, she's making a new character for our new game that fights with a whip, you know, and she's already got all these ideas of how that works. And then you go looking at martial arts to find one that fits you're probably going to be frustrated you're not going to find something that exactly fits what you already came up with in your mind but if you look at the martial arts earlier in the process and you let yourself you know kind of daydream a little bit about like ooh, what if what if i i was like this kind of person and you let those weird scars and, and whatnot that are produced by the martial arts guide your backstory creation and your character creation to be like oh yeah i like this you know like read something like uh you know back in the first season of deliberative uh we when we used to make the character seeds of the week and all that kind of stuff I made a character. I was just re-listening to this episode a few days ago uh, where I had made a character seed for this. Um, she was called like the, uh, the hopeful widower or the, or something like that. Like she was a, she was oh, like I a third trophy one. wife. Yeah. She was like a trophy wife of this like uh leader in Chiroscuro or Jim or someplace down South. And she, um, she fled away from that. And like, kind of like remade herself as a strong woman and then wanted to come back and kill her husband because she thought he was going to kill her and replace her with a younger wife because he had done that two times before. And, uh, and so she comes back to take him out. But I developed that character through reading the white veil martial art, which is all about being this like kind of socialite that uses attacks and stuff in like tea parties and can poison Hmm. people and all this kind of stuff. So through reading that martial art, it guided the creation of that character in ways that I wouldn't have done if I didn't start with the martial art. Right. Hmm. So I definitely think that that is one way to go about this is like, you're looking at all these martial arts and then you're just trying to, you know, you're thinking what, what could it be like if I like really went righteous devil, like right from the start, you know, or I really went fire dragon style, like right from the start. Uh, Cause you're, you're thinking now you're thinking about dojos and senseis and brothers in arms that you learned uh, that you, that you learned with at the place or whatever. If you're not going to do it that way, then really the best, like, but you still want to be a martial artist. You're going to have to create your own martial art. So I kind of took that approach a little bit when I was looking at the uh, golden Jandisary style. Uh And I think we talked about this um, sometime during my character development um, process that if I went, this is a really cool style um, for fighting creatures of darkness. And I was going with this sorcerer occult kind of person that dealt with a lot of demons and elementals and stuff like that and summoning those things. And, and, 
this style fit? And I almost took it. I was like, this would be great. This would be cool. I could be like some kind of sorceress demon hunter. And, but then I started thinking, I was like, is that going to work with our story? Um, right. Because what if the story, we never come across a creature of darkness and I never really get to tap into these cool abilities or the storyteller feels like, "Ah, I kind of want to give him something to justify the style he picked. Right. But then none of the other party members are equipped to kind of do this. So either you're, you're sitting on the bench or you're the star player. And right. there's like really no in between. So I kind of shied away from that. But the, I mean, not every martial art falls into that category. That yeah, one is like specialized. The yeah. specialization of the specializations is right. that, is that yeah. one. So I didn't go that route. So one thing I want to kind of swing back to um, is uh, do, you, do you go with a martial art or in this kind of like piggybacks on what you said you you kind of pick the martial art uh you start with the martial art and work out so mm-hmm. uh a thing i've done in the past is i've already picked like what kind of weapon that i want i, I want to be a guy that fights with this so before i start picking charms i start looking through uh martial arts styles and like okay what is compatible with this weapon and of the time what ends up happening is I just abandon martial arts and I decide to go with weapon evocations, you know, because when you consider this is, this is another thing with martial arts is if you pick one of the pre-made styles that come in the book, very, very, there, there are some exceptions, but most of the time you cannot add or alter the style they do give a little bit of storyteller leeway that uh the exalt can unlock something that was lost to the style or there's someone out there you know that knows this style so well that they retain some charms that aren't in the base version and maybe that's a story hook to like get uh, someone to go seek out this this martial artist but right who even wants to go do that when your essence won and you haven't, yeah. you, you know, you, I, I don't even know the complete form or all the styles yeah. yet. So why, why is that a goal? So when you look at artifacts, a three dot artifact allows you to create up to 10 evocations, a mm-hmm. four dot artifact, you can get up to 15 and then a five dot artifact, not only can you get all these evocations, this thing can almost uh, emulate the power of solar circle sorcery. So, I mean, these are like game breaking right. artifacts. Sure. sure. So if you are like me sometimes and you are like weapon focused, like I mm-hmm. want a 10 foot tall diclave that you know looks like this big you know it's like two foot wide and 10 foot long and i swing it with ease and i want to be able to do all this cool stuff maybe evocations is the way you want to go sure um i mean i think you know martial arts and artifacts they really they they occupy the same 
like game design space like they they're very very similar to one another in terms of like what an artifact with evocations and a martial art are providing you is a new charm tree to learn that is different than the typical than a typical exile of your type yeah so your your merit dots in artifact are buying you access to some new charms to learn your merit dots in martial arts because if you learn martial art you have to take the four dot martial art merit uh, and, and have one dot in brawl yeah well but yeah but you, the, the four dot martial art merit is a merit you also have to have ability martial dots arts dots in martial arts yeah and a dot in brawl yeah and a dot in brawl so uh of course you know you get 28 dots just kind of basic to pick right off the bat before I mean, you even start using bonus points it, and stuff. it is some things to consider though it's it's it kind of like to the, it's kind of like the taxes on the, yeah. the thing you want to buy i would say <laughs> that, it, that it is slightly more expensive to go into martial arts than it is to use uh an artifact to get access to these new charms so both of them are are giving you access to new charms specifically new combat charms now sometimes you know some of the some of them are not always combat abilities i mean there's like some of the martial art abilities like you know let you move a certain way or uh, you know there are there are artifact uh evocations that allow you to you know interact with people in a certain so i mean yeah it's not all combat but but what i'm saying is like they're giving you access to a bunch of new charms a lot of which are combat related uh the difference comes down to style because there is a big difference between having the magic sword and the magic sword has all the power right and and ha and then like the the martial arts then being you have unlocked secrets of your essence through through like you know repeated muscle memory and spiritual awakening and all of this other kind of stuff you mm. are producing the effect and the weapon that you're wielding if you're wielding a weapon with a martial art you know actually a grand majority of the martial arts uh, can can are just can be used unarmed, without the need for a weapon. I mean, a lot of them say you have compatible weapons, but just about all of them will will start with this martial arts unarmed attacks focus on you know pressure point right. hits and and spinning kicks or whatever, and it's compatible with these weapons. So like, but almost all martial arts have like the the unarmed thing. Right, um, but or just if be you a lunar weapon, with claws. It, it can be a uh. like like a mundane <laughs> weapon. It doesn't have to be an artifact. Like you know, if you're using tiger claws with tiger style, they don't have to be artifact mm -hmm. tiger claws. They can just be normal tiger claws. So yeah. the, those effects are coming from you, not from your magic weapon. So that is the that's the big sort of stylistic difference. And you have to decide like what you know wh which do I like best. I mean, there is the you know with any magic weapon there is the potential that you could be separated from it. Yeah. Now there are ways to get that call the blade. You get the one that just brings something, back something you mentioned when we, uh, when we covered exigence. Yeah. Straw With, maiden Janice. Straw maiden Janice. It's like a part These, of the, yeah, it's actually part of the exaltation is yeah, the I think weapon. it's like listed in her anima uh, abilities, isn't it? Like the, yeah, the scythe yeah. that she has, it's like actually like she can never be separated from it. So uh, yeah, there are those kinds of ways to make yeah, sure. Yeah, someone else attunes the the scythe. She immediately breaks the tomb. It calls it to her hand, cuts yeah. his head off. Yeah, like uh, you can't yeah. mess with her scythe, right? So uh, yeah, 
that, but there is that possibility, you know, that, that your weapon could somehow be lost, like thrown into the fires of Mount Doom or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just, but in for, for 99.9% of the time, it's just a stylistic thing. It's like, this is my sword. Like I am powerful because of my sword, you know, uh, versus like, yeah, the, but I'm only able to wield this sword because I'm so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. with these <laughs> it magic, goes both ways, it goes both ways. <laughs> But but still, like so much of it is coming from the item itself, which is fine. I mean, it's, you're gonna be you're gonna have the same kind of power level as everybody else, but it's gonna look different. And it just comes down to you know how do you want your character to be perceived? How do you like? What do you feel like? Do you want to be Link with the Hyrule sword, or you know, or um, uh, He Man with the uh, what's it called? Sword of power. Sword? Sort of, yeah, by the power of yeah, Grace and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, back in the '80s, they weren't really fancy. Was, yeah, the sort of well, sort I mean, of the, power. He man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stinkor, Skeletor, uh, yeah, Beast Man, yeah, but uh, sort yeah, of power. and uh, the uh, the name change to Merman, Merman, yeah, yeah. He, he, originally, it was Sea Man. Uh, and they oh, were like, no. no, 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 we got to change that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's you know that's a that's definitely a, a cool part of any story is like you know the neat artifact that has its own power. Uh, but then there's also the the story of like the you know the martial artist who has all of his own internal power that comes from his long years of practice and meditation and so it just depends on what you want but I think that you can accomplish very similar goals going either route because they are they're very similar in, in terms of of game design and game mechanics they're very similar the um, the artifacts are going to have some sort of attunement ability that's kind of always on once you attune that thing. Right. Uh, and, right. Uh, and a martial arts is going to have the form charm that you can go into for a scene that you can activate reflexively under certain conditions. And so like those two things are kind of there, like that's their each special zone, you know, like the artifact with its attunement ability and the form charm of the martial art. And then other than those two kind of special areas, it's just a bunch of charms to learn. So. so to wrap this section up, when you're dealing with a new player to Exalted or uh, someone coming or, you know, I, I say someone new to role playing, this is like completely overwhelming. But yeah. someone oh, yeah. coming from like the D20 system or something like that. I right. mean, uh, I have someone at work that I was explaining Exalted to and uh, she plays a lot of D&D. But mm -hmm. like her mind was completely blown when I just started talking about the power levels. Like, yeah. Uh, and in this case, she rolls 17 D10s to see if you climb the tree. And she's like, what? You know, cause <laughs> she's like 17 D10s. That's a lot. You know, how do you determine, you know, and then you start talking about difficulties and stuff like that. And right. so when you're helping someone create a new character, who doesn't know all the ins and outs um, is martial. I guess I, I, I would, I would, my opinion is if they want to be a martial artist, you just point them to the, like you said earlier, point them to the style and say, this is kind of what your character is going to look like. Uh, if yeah. that's what you want, you know, um, you know, you, you want to focus on 
fighting creatures of darkness this is where you're going to go and let's build from there out right but if they've already got if they come to the table like i want to be able to do this this and this i i would point them toward artifacts or melee brawl charm trees or you know stealth charm trees whatever they're whatever they're going for i would probably steer clear of the martial arts because you know one thing i didn't mention uh back when we, were, we first started talking about this is like a lot of the martial arts charms like they don't stick to just simply attack uh like if you're looking at the brawl tree or the melee tree they like you're you're going to get like something that deals with brawling or fighting with weapons but when you go into a martial arts some of those some of the charms in the tree well like i said earlier you know like they, they're going to be they, they can be different than just simply like combat things they're movement things right. they are there are social influence things so that's one of the benefits of it is you get like kind of this grab bag of of different abilities that that all kind of key off of your martial arts score instead of having to dig deep into you know athletics charms or dig deep into socialized charms or performance charms or whatever like you're going to be able to get some of those abilities in a one-stop shop with this martial art you just kind of have to you know you just have to know what you're getting into you know but there can be a lot of benefits for that so do you, uh this is just uh out of random i was reading this i was going through the styles again the silver voice nightingale style do you mm-hmm. think that has a lot of influence from um what what's the name of that kung fu hustle like with the lady that like can like yell and like yeah i mean i was thinking of that i thought i thought of that when i was uh reading it years ago i was i was thinking about that uh kung fu hustle the, is that's Which, the one with the is that if you've never seen kung this? fu if yeah. you've never seen kung fu hustle you got that, you, it's got exalted written all over it yes it does <laughs> in fact i think it's actually listed as one of the um as one of the inspirational media in one of the books i don't remember if it was second edition or third edition I have seen Kung Fu Hustle in the list of of uh, inspirational media somewhere in Exalted. It might be in the third edition core. Yeah. I could like pick that, uh, like, you know, select that movie and put it on. And the kids, you know, like the kids, my kids are getting older. Like they do their own thing. But a lot of times they will stop and just, you know, get sucked into it because yeah. we watched it so many times That's as a so kid. Good. <laughs> Who's or throwing when they handles? Were that scene where where the the knife slips out of the handle and he throws the handle at the lady, uh-huh. that is still to this day like one of the funniest scenes. Or, in any movie. I love the guys that have like the the harp thing or the, oh, the yeah. music harp and they're yeah, throwing they're just, the music notes. Oh, I'm like that amazing. is that looks so exalted. It that does. I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it's really really good. Go watch Kung Fu Hustle if you haven't seen it, and then watch right. it again. Yeah, then watch. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that will probably wrap up our discussion of martial arts. Which one should you pick? How should you go about doing all that when you're doing character creation? Just things to think about. I hope that's been helpful for you. I think it was a good topic, and we'll see what we'll do for next week's topic. Since Charles wasn't here this week to confirm or deny that he'll next be able to week or, or next, next week. Well, yeah, next time we put it out. Sorry, <laughs> slipping back into old habits here. But uh, we we uh, we want you guys to send us some messages. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've kind of gone through some of the the message machine things that we've had uh, kind of in the back burner, and now we want to get some more out there. So if you 
if you've got something that you like us to talk about or some comment on something that we have said or done or just comment on martial arts and, and your thoughts on the matter, send us an email to thedeliberativepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if and if at all possible, try to do it with a recording of your voice. Record yourself asking the question or giving your comment, and we will put you on the air with us. We will interact with you. We would love to do that. Also, uh, we don't say it very often, but we do have a Discord that you can come and join. The link to our Discord, the invite link, is in every description, like every episode description that we put out. So you can find that there. You can go uh, join us on our Discord. And we even have a section of the Discord called Message Machine. If you want to just put a recording of yourself right there, we will then put it into the show. So those are ways that you can get into contact with us. And we would, you know, kind of like in uh, America's Funniest Videos, they have like the Assignment America uh specifically oh, man, that you're going way back <laughs> <laughs> specifically what we would like to hear from you guys is uh we want to do a new challenge you know we did challenges in the past like build a martial arts challenge build a two dot artifact challenge the uh write a sorcery a spell, spell. Challenge. yeah yeah yeah, we've done those sorts of challenges in the past, but you know, Jim and I were talking about this this morning before we started recording. That one of the one of the sort of differences between first season of Deliberative and now is that we used to have a companion website called Five Poles where we put up all of this custom created content and all this other kind of stuff that we were really making as like a uh, you know a resource place for the community to kind of come and put you know that you could submit your own things to it whatever well we no longer do the five pulls thing just mainly because we didn't want one more thing to have to manage because it was it was really a lot like we had a lot on our plate back then but uh we we're trying to trim that down so that we could continue doing the show and not just getting ultra burnout so that was one of the things that got cut was our uh, five pulls website so we don't really have a place where we go put these things now although people do put them on our discord we have sections on the discord where you can make custom made content and there's actually kind of a lot there um yeah. has been making a lot of sorceress stuff oh there. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's writing like a whole book of source i think he's writing like his version of the white and black treatise or something yeah. like yeah. he's putting so many spells up there yeah and it, and you know there are ways that you can uh, find your way from our discord over to our play-by-post site we actually put a lot of custom-made content there but we don't have like a public site where we put all this stuff anymore and so those old challenges of creating martial arts and creating sorcerers like it's it it's kind of limited in how in how uh useful it is because we just don't have a very public facing spot to put those anymore so but we would still like to do a challenge we just we're you know it's like what should we do a challenge like create a location create you know we used to do adventure seeds all the time character seeds all the time we put all those up on five poles what kind of thing could we do in the the format that the show is now what sort of challenges would be cool that maybe you might want to you as a listener might want to participate in also we would like to get some of your ideas for that what would be a good challenge for the show and for all the listeners of the show to be able to participate in where we could get together and talk about what we've each made and sort of geek out about that so if you've got or, or an maybe idea not even maybe not even uh something you want to participate in maybe there's like a rule or a concept that's listed in one of the books where it's like i don't really understand how this would play out you know like hey guys read this section and tell well, what do you think about this part of the part of the book 
you know how how would like a certain charm when would this ever be useful or uh, a spell like when would you ever use anything like this if, if you see something like that throw that our way too and we'll give give our take because there's been several times I call Corey out. I'm like, Corey, when when would I ever use a spell like this? And then he just goes crazy telling me all this stuff that I could use this thing for. And now what I thought was useless is like the most useful thing in the game that I could put on my character. So, yeah. So send us your too. ideas and uh, and we will interact with those and that'll be good. So, uh, so try, try to get us something like that, and we will aim to uh, see you guys maybe in a couple weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll have Charles back for that. Hopefully. But that's going to about wrap it up for this one. So thank you for listening to the Deliberative Podcast. Now go forth and bring righteousness to the world as you know best. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. See ya.